The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm here with UPenn's finest, Danny Cole, as always. I'm Antonio Perez. And joining us for an NBA segment uh, on this episode, good friend, Chris Culture, Culture Boy. Chris, how are you doing today, man? Pretty good, man. Pretty, pretty good. It's a good uh, hump day, to say the least. Um, yeah, got to watch some history, so I'm feeling great. Yeah, <laughs> me, me, great me and Chris, animate Twitter LeBron fans. Uh, so that, that was absolutely amazing to watch. And we're probably going to base our whole Summits and Plummets segment on that. Um, all right, Danny's frozen real quick, but we can, uh, we can just get it started real quick. Um, my summit is basically essentially my favorite LeBron moment. Um, would have to be when he left the East for me, honestly, as a Celtics fan, I I watched this man for 14 years. Like I I had enough and (laughs) him, him going to the Lakers. I didn't want him to go to the Lakers. Like. I didn't want to see that, but uh, him out of the East gave the Celtics a much better shot to get to the finals. And, you know, that was awesome. So I'm going to kick it to you, Chris. Favorite LeBron memory? Um, I would have to say my favorite LeBron memory. There's so many I can choose from just because I've been a I've been a fan for so long uh, since. I mean, like junior high school is when I really his junior high school is when I really started watching. But I heard about him sophomore year. So. Um, I would say my favorite LeBron moment is it, it might be last night. Honestly, it might be last night because uh, I think if any LeBron fan knows, if you're a LeBron fan, you get a lot of flack about who's the greatest, who's not the greatest. Is he a scorer? Is he not a scorer? What What is the best part of his game? And I think yesterday was really cool to see. Like I, I was, it was fun to see the whole basketball world. I like, kind of give him his flowers at a point, you know, after so much hate and so much, you know. Uh, just talk about his greatness in the in the whole, and it felt really good to see like the world as a collective. You know, you still had your, your stragglers, but to see the world as a collective, you know, kind of embrace him for that moment, and you know, seeing something that I I'd never thought would be broken. So I think that probably be it for me. So Danny's experiencing some technical difficulties right now, but we're gonna keep pushing. We'll get his favorite memories the moment he gets back. Um, LeBron Plummet for me, I was gonna say 2011, but I can't say that because I was. Um, I was a huge LeBron hater at that time because, like, you know, he just, he just went to Miami and I'm just like, the Celtics are never going to the finals again. So, um, honestly, worst moment as a LeBron fan was was honestly him beating the Celtics. Like, obviously, because I know, like, like damn, I didn't want to – like, Celtics, I didn't want them to lose, but um, I knew he was going to lose in the finals. Like, I knew he had zero chance. And then once he – and then when he lost game one, like – if he gets that game, then who knows? He might. He probably pulls out the game three, and then we're looking at something different. But like honestly, I, I highly doubt it. Um, yeah, I had a te- few technical uh, difficulties. I'm back. Uh, all right, that's good, Danny. While you're while you're back, just swing right into your favorite LeBron moment, and then we'll kick it to Chris for a plummet, and then we'll kick it right back to you for a plummet. My favorite LeBron moment is actually him. Getting carried by LeBron. 
Like get again. <laughs> Dude, that fourth quarter was insane. Like, like but, uh, he throws the headband off and then 16 straight, and then oh, he happens to miss well, the last one. Yeah, but, yeah. So nah. I'm explaining on this. He didn't really get carried. Uh he carried yeah. the team back into the into oh, the game. Hard, and then so he hard. just he decided to miss the three, and then Ray made history. But if he cashed yeah. that though, oh my god. Oh my god, the a lot of different conversations. Is so different. <laughs> so many different conversations. Like Charles Barkley has him at eight all time because he doesn't kill you. Like, like what? Like it's it's like the dumb arguments. And then when you pull up stats, you're a nerd. And I'm like, he's statistically the clutchest player ever. It just doesn't how about LeBron? That's a great one. That's a great one. What do you say? LeBron really clears. Yeah, like yeah. you want to talk about killing, like you want to talk about killing somebody. He dominated a team for forty-eight minutes, four nights in a week. In a and in yeah, a week. like this is the number one, the number one seed took both their wrote, took both games in Toronto. The first game they get back in Cleveland hits him go hits him with that floating. You know, he'll he'll say he practiced it. He never tried that before in his life. But he's LeBron, the ambidextrous freight train. What I'll say is this. I don't know what what is up with it. LeBron looked like he was legitimately 25 years old last night. Yeah, that that's another thing I wanted to say. He so last night, so last night was a pure example of him just going for a scoring goal. Like he still had three assists, he was still making the right pass and everything. But last night was prime example that if he wanted to go and score like if he wanted to go and score 35 every single game, he would he would just go do it. He 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 would just do it. And that like that's just what I noticed. I'm just like the, he always said, like, oh, I could lead the league in scoring if I wanted to. And I'm like, oh well, maybe like you got your Kevin Durant. No, nah, last night was just like proof. If my, Miami LeBron was that aggressive, he probably would average 35, in my opinion. But we'll kick Everybody. it to Chris for your not so favorite LeBron moment as a LeBron fan. Yeah, um, as a LeBron fan, I think I would have to go 2018 game one um, just because I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to beat the Warriors. I mean, that's that's saying a lot. But that really crushed it. Like, that that game one, like, that was that took all the air out of me. And me, uh, to add on top of it, I'm, I love Josh Smith so much as a basketball player. Like I, his brain isn't always there, but his skills are always there. And how about, how about as a golfer? Okay. As a golfer, a one golfer, <laughs> yeah, Texas A and M student athlete golfer, right, right, but yeah, yeah. I was NIL, NIL Oh my yeah, god, it was just such J- important to his thing, to his, to his, uh, to his legacy. So I think that would be mine. And then I think, I think Jr. Honestly, outside of that one play, he was probably the second or third best player on the Cavs for that playoff run, in my opinion. Just with how he was playing, it wasn't as consistent. You're about Kyle Korver. Yeah, no. Number you know four. who I you know who I wish was you know who I wish was slightly more developed for that Cavs run who would have been like phenomenal, Chetty Osmond. Chetty, I knew it was Ch- Chetty. Osmond. LeBron love loves Chetty Osmond about, so much. Yo, you've been talking about him since he was like a rookie. I lo- bro, I'm a huge fan of Chetty Osmond, and like his background is like it's almost like Luca's lore, except you know Chetty's just not Luca. But um, <laughs> imagine you put imagine you put Evan Mobley on that team. Oh my God! Yeah, Mobley would be a walk-in twenty and ten alongside LeBron James, and he'd be a and, massive lob threat. It'd be fun. And, 
and with Chetty too, one thing about uh, all jokes aside, like Chetty then wasn't ready yet, but even now, like Chetty, Chetty reminds me of what Austin Reeves gives to the Lakers now, just in a bigger body, like a little bit. I mean, Austin Reeves really mm-hmm. ends up about nine or 10 points, but it's, it's allowed nine or 10, he plays good defense, he's active, things like that. I think an Austin Reeves type would have helped that casting too. So I, I agree with that. I never thought about that because it's such a small, yeah, no. small part, but I never thought about that. I'm looking back. Chetty just dropped 29 points against the Clippers a couple days ago. He's a beast, dude. He's, he's a, he is a beast. So, Danny, we'll kick it to you for one last La Plummet, and then we'll go to the trade deadline. Oh, my La Plummet goes to whoever was guarding LeBron last night when he scored the his, his point. I don't know his name. I'm not going to lie. I don't know his name. Same Cameron dude. Williams. Cameron yeah, Williams. same dude. Uh, Dirk hit a fadeaway in his mouth to uh, leap up to six all-time scoring. Really? Yeah, so he's actually been around for a while. I thought he was a young buck, but... That, that guy played pretty good defense on LeBron. Dude, they... So, LeBron got the ball, and there were 10 eyes on him. Like, weren't even worried about... Like, mind you, someone has to guard Anthony Davis, you know, all-NBA power forward Anthony Davis. And they're night. not they're not even worried about this dude. Well, last night he sold me. Yo, I needed Anthony him for 20. Davis came out drunk. I needed him for 20 and he got 13. So everything else hit. Yo, he I came had out Drew drunk. for eight. Rui, I had Rui for eight, Westbrook for 20, LeBron for 35. I need I just needed seven. I needed seven for A D and he was mentally clocked out. That I just needed two boards. Just two boards. Not even two. You, two, boards. two boards is tough <laughs> on a night where your best player is gonna be jacking that shit. I mean, he didn't miss it too much, but and, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I mean, he wasn't missing too much, but I mean, you could have. Yeah. Come on, man. With Josh then, Giddy playing center for the other team until Jalen Williams got into, uh, well, I don't even know if it was J Dub or J Will, whichever one was going. J Will, the center, after he got it, I was like, come on, man. He looked like I learned, I think I learned last night. J Dub is the dark skinned one. J Will yeah. is the light skinned one. one. Yeah. So, but no, I also learned last night those two are phenomenal. Like they're they actually really good defenders. Uh, I also yeah. learned that Josh Giddy was busting Pat Bev's ass. But um, moving on to the NBA trade deadline, as um, I think I said it earlier, uh, we have some buyers. Obviously, you have buyers and sellers at the deadline. Buyers are your contenders. Sellers are the teams that are looking to tank. And then I have one team in no man's land kind of right now, but not like super mediocre like the Wizards. But I want to talk about the buyers first. Um, while we're on the topic, we could talk about the Lakers. The Lakers are probably the worst buying team ever. But when you have two all NBA talents, I, I think I think they can buy, but they can also you're obviously sell and you're trying to pitch Russell Westbrook. Chris, who do you like who do you think the Lakers should be targeting right now? Um Honestly, like, I I love the Kyrie talk because, like I said, as we talked about, I've been a LeBron fan for so long, so I've seen some good success with them. So, and seeing now that that's out the window, and honestly, I didn't want them to make that trade because I felt it was possible to get them in the offseason coming up. So, I was kind of happy about that to an extent. But honestly, my focus is, is two deals. I would say to Utah, and I would ask for Beasley, Conley, and Vanderbilt. For Russ, if you're going to do one of the picks or two, I would do – that because I think it feels a lot of needs. I mean, you get another guard back, so you don't have to play Pat Beverly if you don't have to. Please, Darvham, stop. And then you get my uh, Malik Beasley as well, a uh, good shooter, 
full spacer who's who's played with stars before, so he kind of knows how that goes. And Jared Vanderbilt, another person who's going to play hard. And if you're not going to play Winyan Gable and you're not going to have Pat Bev no more, hopefully, then you can play uh, Jared Vanderbilt a little more. And I think it helps with smaller lineups when you go ADS and you get a, a scrappy power forward type of guy. I think um, Rui. I think Rui's space. a great addition, though. Oh yeah, I, 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 I love I love I Rui. Great. great defender. He's, he's like part of it. Yeah, that that's definitely part of the wing defense that you needed, and he can you know no. he can get a bucket every now and then when you need it. Uh, Danny, is there anyone you think the Lakers should be targeting um, as buyers at the trade deadline? Anybody who can shoot. I agree. I think another obviously this probably isn't on their direct radar. I know this is on the Celtics radar, but like the Celtics aren't necessarily like buyers. You're, you're, the, you're the best record in the NBA. You're not really buyers. Um, Kelly Olynyk is a he's a stretch four. He can shoot the hell out of the ball. I think all, all Boston fans know that one. Um, all right, it's gonna sound not crazy. maybe in the Lakers' um, eyes, but yeah. Okay. Duncan Robinson for the low. That uh, no, I was actually thinking. I'm, I'm on my way to class. I'm like, you could probably get him for the low, but the problem is, well, of course you have to give up Russ. The the contracts have to match, um, because you know Duncan gets paid a whole lot to have one good Yo. attribute. All right, Chris, I need to hear this. Would you trade? Russ for Lowry and uh, Duncan Robinson? Oh, not a chance. Oh, please, no. Please, please, no. No, 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 no. Nothing close to it. I don't want Kyle Lowry close to any team that I root for in real life. I need to keep him far away. <laughs> but yeah, I will bro. tell you this. I will tell you this, DC. Now, that when Tom brought Duncan Robinson, I've been saying this for a couple of days. Now, it's a way it can happen without giving up Russ because Duncan Robinson is at 15. Pat Bev's at 13. We could send Pat Bev. Pat Bev gets 13 a year? Howie Robbery, exactly. Oh, no way. So, no way. If, if I'm wrong, I might be wrong by a million, but I think it's either 12 or 13 a year. It's really close. So, we can swap that that contract and a Damian Jones or William Gabriel and, and get make it no, I'll do that. You're wrong. He make it 13.3. Oh, that's more. Oh, I knew it was close. Dang. I knew it was close. No, so what? Those, like DC, I'd be cool with that. Like Duncan Robinson <laughs> for Pat Bev. Yo, Miami would love Pat Bev. Miami would love Pat Bev. You could trade Dennis opinion. Schroeder if you really wanted to. Yeah, I'm, I, I I'm so Dennis. hit or miss with Schroeder. Keep. I'm so only hit or miss with Schroeder, but only because of that tone. Because because I'm hit or miss with him. I think Schroeder. The, the more you let him play, the more you let. Him, I think he'll figure it out better. But I mean, from what I've been watching, it was Kendrick Nunn, Pat Bev, Russ. I'm fine with seeing Dennis Schroeder out there, especially if it's, if LeBron's going to be out there too, because if it gets too bad, LeBron's going to take the, the point guard duties away. So I'm not. All right. I'm going to check it in. How's Max Christie, Christie been doing? He, how's he been developing? Uh, warming up the sideline really well, DC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he don't, he don't play. He keeps the seats so warm. Darvin Ham <laughs> loves to run three-guard lineups that have Russ. I guess maybe the South Bay Lakers aren't a team anymore. You know, your questions are great. We should find a way to ask these to Darvin and Jeannie Buss because I have these same questions too. I want to. I want to move on playing, to another. He's a rookie. If he's not playing, then you got to play him. I want to move on to another buyer real quick. That it's kind of in the same situation as the Lakers. Weirdly, um, that they need more shooting because they're not getting it out of their second star. Uh, is the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, we don't have to go too in-depth on that one. I think they could also use the same thing. They can use some shooting. Their defense is, of course, good when Giannis is your anchor. Brooke Lopez is your uh, the other anchor. Um, the the Golden State Warriors, um, I think they should be buyers at the line. Uh, I know like it's time to cut ties with James Wiseman. He's you A player like that coming out of the draft, he's the type of guy that needs to be the anchor of a team. 
and his development started with him being the fifth fiddle. Um, so just it just things didn't go well. I think he needs a fresh start. I still think he could be an amazing player in this league. I think you could pair him. You could probably pair Moody. Um, and if you if you're trying to really go get like a guy, you could probably throw Kaming in there, even though a uh, solid defender um, gives okay production off the bench. Um, I, I would probably say if you can package, uh, you know, Moody, Kaminga, and, and Wiseman, you could probably go get yourself some solid depth, some solid, like a real good backup for um, for uh, Kavon Looney, who's been an exceptional piece alongside Draymond, Curry, Clay, Poole. Um, so yeah, that, that's my that's my thoughts on the Warriors at least. Yeah, I agree. I agree with is that. Is Iguodala still on the team, right? Yeah, is he, Iguodala still on the team? No, no oh, he doesn't he... play until the playoffs until game 70. and then nah. so He's been chilling. He, he, he on that Udonis he, Haslam. He, 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 said, he said, I got one more in me. Yeah, yeah. next year. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Tone, though. I agree with you. I think – and, yeah. and it's, it's a, a weird place that I think the Warriors should look. Uh, expiring deal from the Hornets, I think Mason Plumlee is really a good fit for the Warriors. Uh, last year of a deal, Hornets aren't really competing. If you're looking for a team that needs a center, if they're going to, you know, like a, a young center to pair with LaMelo, if they don't win the Wimby sweepstakes, like everybody else is trying to, I think a Mason Plumlee on the Warriors would be great. Plumlee boards, he passes, he's like Looney all over again, just a little taller. And I think if you're going to have depth with Looney, I would say Mason Plum is a, a great backup center that you can probably get on a, on a cheaper side for, you know, a young guy in a, in a second round pick, maybe if you're the Warriors. Yeah, Plum, Plum Dog Millionaire has been balling for sure. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I agree. That's a move the Warriors should make for some big man depth. Um, on my list was right. the Suns, but wait, wait, wait. I got a question though. I got a question. What should the Philadelphia 76ers do? Nothing. They're Kirk getting exited second round, no matter what. Chill. Um, they I, there's Kirk nothing they can do. There's nothing they can that. do. I get that, but Furkan Korkmaz and uh, Matisse Thybulle are both on the chopping block. Mm. Yeah, I don't you, think they like. I mean, what you trade when you give them up? What do you really like looking to get we'll, back? You know, we'll give you Grant Kuzma. Williams. Like, no, keep him. We'll give you, that helps Philly. <laughs> keep him. <laughs> keep him. I mean, you get Korkmaz gets Grant shooting, and then Matisse is the better defense. It, it's just Grant screwed yeah. himself because he didn't sign the extension, and then now he's playing to like get a bag, so his value is a little lower. Uh, yeah. But I would love to keep Grant. He's a little too hit or miss for me to like give up on him. But the question, I the what I was gonna say, the Phoenix Suns. Now the reason it's a little more complicated now because their number one target should have been Kevin Durant. But okay. now this Nets team, which was my team that I said is in no man's land, because you've watched the last three games, we've watched Cam Thomas like absolutely explode, absolute bucket. Can you can clearly move forward in the future with him? And I think he can be the second scoring option to Kevin Durant. I think you have to see this team with Kevin Durant and Cam Thomas. And, you know, Nick Claxton is your guys going forward before you can trade. But KD's not going to be back before the trade deadline. So I think they kind of just got to stand pat. And it's unfortunate you do want to make things work with Kevin Durant. Um, But also, then again, he's Kevin Durant. I think him and Cam Thomas could be absolutely electric will they be contenders could they can they keep up with philly milwaukee and and boston maybe not uh but kevin durant's one of the best players in the world i think you just got to make do with what you got right now and figure it out off season kd is going to pull exactly what he did last offseason and say i don't want to be here trade me well i and rightfully so i think joe sai and and you know the management at 
the Brooklyn Nets is getting no discredit right now. Like, like everyone's blaming Kyrie and everyone's blaming Kevin Durant, but like, look at what they've done. I mean, they they blew the stack on on James Harden, and then it didn't work. And Kyrie made a mistake, which I'm not going to say whether he was right or wrong. They Kyrie posted a public apology, and he then they it. he did delete it. But at the time. He posted it and they were like, no, we're suspending you until you do this, this and that. And it's just like he apologized. That's what y'all asked for. And the main thing's difficult. Um, And they didn't want to give him his money, which you probably should have just done because like, you know, like, what are you going to do this offseason if you don't pay him? So like um, Suns in a weird situation, Nets in a weird situation. Um, I do want to say something about the Nets uh, tone real quick, but can't so it's only it's only one move I would make if I'm the Nets and if it's available. I know you've probably been seeing it too. You guys have probably been seeing it. It's only if they can get Pascal Pascal without mm-hmm. giving up Claxton. That's the only way I would make a move now. Other than that, I would stay back and just see what happens in the summer. Because at the end of the day, KD can ask for a trade all he wants. The difference with KD and Kyrie, even after this year, KD will have three more guaranteed years left. So it's, his leverage isn't there yet until at least another year. When he'll be 35, 36. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's kind of like Unless you want to make say a move sit out, but I mean, Kate, right. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if KD's the sit out. I think KD likes basketball a little yeah. too much to sit out, but. Yeah, I'm telling you this right now. Kevin Durant yeah. will not win another NBA championship in his career. That's not, I don't think that's bold to say. I mean, especially after last, because first of all, you have to get very lucky. And then, then, you know, they headed to the playoffs with a little bit of steam with him and Kyrie going. Um, and then they get skunked by the Celtics. And that's not like anything misfortunate. Like you could have had Ben Simmons and like maybe team. if this was rookie Ben Simmons with the aggression and the passing, it probably helps out a little bit. But like yeah. after what we're seeing now, like he's just not a factor in the basketball game. It's highly unfortunate because I thought he could have been really good, but he's not. Now, Sellers, wait, wait, wait. I'm just going to look. People were saying that the Lakers should have traded LeBron for Ben Simmons. Yeah, that was vicious talk. That was <laughs> insane talk. Some of the yeah, nasty never words again. in twenty in, in that year ever. <laughs> Some of the yeah, nasty words ever. That, yeah, that was that was disgusting work in the great decades of the twenty twenties. <laughs> but so sellers, I'm just gonna list off the obvious ones I listed earlier. Hornets sellers, who they're looking to deal, Plumley, Rozier, get someone to get Gordon Hayward's contract. Lonzo um, Ball. Oh, yeah, ball. Yeah, he him and Wemby gonna be crazy next year. Um, Spurs, please, please. Spurs, (laughs) I guess you can look that you can deal Yakapurtle. I think they want to keep Keldon Johnson for the future. So, Yakapurtle, main trade piece for the Spurs. Pistons, Bojan, obviously. Um, Miles Bridges in prison? He's not in prison, but nobody signing him because that would be insane. Because I don't think think he's cleared all his court stuff yet. Yeah, Yeah, he. Like people think Ja was trying to make it out of the league. No, Miles did it. Like he he yeah. got it out the league. You know what I'm saying? And um <laughs> yeah, so so Pistons looking to give out Boyan, maybe Sadiq Bay, perhaps. I would say Alec uh, Burks rap- is a good name to watch for the Pistons too. Though. Alec uh, Burks. Uh I would say if Killian Hayes wasn't absolute trash, then like maybe trash. you could convince teams. Look at this box score. Look at his Killian nice Mbappe? little 12 and mm. 7. And you know, you want this, you want this and a right. first and no, it, that 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 guy, it, like for a good week, I thought he was actually really solid. And yo, how's the goat Jalen Durant coming along? He's a beast. He leads the he leads all rookies in double doubles. 
absolute beast. Him and Jaden Ivey, very good pairing for them along with I said that back when when I got drafted. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, yeah, Detroit had a good draft. So um, last two is the Jazz. And obviously, like the Jazz, like Vanderbilt. And, you know, you got Laurie as my main guy. Look, I mean, like you can keep trying to compete for the the plan. I mean, that is an option. You could probably still do it if you trade Vanderbilt for a certain guy. Like if they get Russell on that team, they're making the play in, in my opinion, because um, he would be absolutely electric. But like if, if uh, the Jazz were to trade, you no know, Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, they'll try to get Russ. Um, and then the Raptors are obviously Man, the Jazz are the NFL equivalent of the freaking Titans. <laughs> I mean, yeah, ever forever mediocrity, but. With uh, the Raptors, though, the Raptors are, like, trying to get in the play-in, but they should, like, really cut it because you will never win with Pascal and Fred Van Vliet as your best guys. Blow it up. Yeah. Get Pascal elsewhere. Rally in the picks. Um, get Van Vliet out of there. Get Trent out of there. Get Ananobi out of there. Because I think – Yo, I, I, heard, I, uh, I heard that the Nets might move uh, Dinwiddie for Van Vliet. Yeah, that, that's what I was saying. That's, uh, that's what I was saying. That's why I said it to Tone earlier. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it should happen. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, because Dinwiddie gives scoring, but he's also a much better defender than Fred Van Vliet. So, just off size alone, yeah. too. He's six. Yeah, size. And, like, and I, I mean, yeah, Spencer's just pretty solid um, yeah. on defense. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't I don't know if maybe I'm just box score watching or anything. I, every time I watch Gary Trent, huge fan. Like, oh, I um, love him. Huge fan. I'm like, Whenever the Raptors and Lakers play, like Gary Trent guards LeBron, like they don't they send the undersized guard at him, and, and uh, yeah, he's he's very impressive. Uh, he always gives Tatum a hard time, um, and then he switches on to like Fred VanVleet or Pascal, and then you know, trouble. walking thirty, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, tr- <laughs> trouble. Trade trade deadline talk. Those are your buyers, sellers, and your weird in betweens like the Nets and the Suns. Another team I'd like to still make a move, probably the the Mavericks for some serious, you know, front court play. Like the backcourt's amazing. You need a better defensive anchor. Maybe go see what's up with DeAndre Ayton. Maybe go see what's up with like like Jared Vanderbilt, at least depth. Um another name you didn't mention, Tom. I would say the Mavs, with me being in Dallas too, they should check in on Clint Capella. Because I know earlier this year his name mm-hmm. was being floated around. And if they can get Clint. I think that'd be really good because Clint's job is is literally has literally been to rebound and play with a star, and that's what he's done his whole career. So you give him two, he's able to board. I think Clint would be the perfect addition for this Mavs team. I mean, still yeah, small you've seen um, we've seen Harden and Clint. I mean, he would play yep. with Luca. Would love that lob threat. Trade uh, and Clint. Right I think yeah, I think I think that'd be yeah, and trade Clint, Dejounte, and Clint Capella. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, I think that's yep. actually a very good move that that Dallas could go make. I mean, he's not the cheapest guy in the world, but definitely better than whatever you're lining up. But um, yeah. Chris, man, it's been so awesome. Chris is going to be back with us next week as me and yep. Danny will be Team Giannis. Chris will be Team LeBron, and we're going to be drafting the All-Star teams uh, for All-Star Weekend. Um, and, and we'll also be breaking down the, the Eagles Super Bowl victory. I don't do don't do that, man. Come on, I'm, I'm wearing the him jersey. You know, what I'm saying? like oh yeah, I I, I, I'm that. with you guys. I'm with the Eagles. I'm with the Eagles uh, as well. I'm a Ravens fan, so we're not around. Bird. So I'm going with the Eagles this time. Yeah. So. See, look, I I like the Ravens because Jalen Hurts gets the same issues that Lamar gets, but really, man, they just 
you gotta they're watch. Ballers. Like the, these dudes can they're throw. Ballers. Like these dudes are, are super ballers. impressive. I hope Lamar gets paid. Like seriously, man. I, I wish the best yep. for the Ravens. Danny probably doesn't agree. Big Steelers guy, but <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't blame um, you, Danny. We're still yeah, agree. but uh, yeah, <laughs> Yo, I was Chris at the, uh, I was at the the, the oh, New Year's Day game when Najee got that touchdown in the front corner. Wow, thanks. The thanks hell of a throw I by Pickett too. So much. <laughs> but <laughs> he's actually really good. He's good. Chris, man, it, it's been it's been awesome talking trade deadline with you, um, and we can't wait to see you next week, man. Yeah, appreciate sure. you guys having me on, man. Thank. You you and i'm look forward to see you guys next week yeah man we'll see you have a good one stay safe and uh yeah yeah see you guys i want to say thank you to chris once again for joining us danny relax i'm the one that's got the the slides here we're gonna be talking about this i do have the script and this is the eagles and this is i'm gonna i'm gonna kick it to danny for the eagles script to victory eagles script to victory so a lot of people are probably gonna say, run the damn ball, bro. Yes, but they also need to throw. The Chiefs have one of the worst corner rooms in the NFL. You gotta take advantage. AJ Brown and Smitty need to have a field day. Like, like you can run the ball all you want. Chris Jones is gonna make some big stops. He's gonna he's gonna get his his against Travis Kel- uh, against Jason Kelsey. Like, whether you want to admit it or not, he will beat Jason Kelsey sometimes. Yeah, we'll probably push this more to the 40 minute mark. Uh but yeah, I agree. The Eagles, the Eagles keys, you do you do need to be two dimensional. You know, last couple of weeks, you know, Giants, you don't really have to be because you were kicking the shit out of them. Niners, it was wet, good defense, but now is the time to put it all together. Big game by the like Gamewell Sanders, Scott Hurts need big games on the ground, but you also need to get Smitty, Goddard, Brown involved. Uh maybe sprinkling sprinkle in a little quiz. Uh but they do need to get this pass game going. Uh, you cannot be one-dimensional against Patrick Mahomes. And on for the defensive end, get to Patrick Mahomes. It's not the easiest thing in the world. Um, not saying you should go hurt him whatsoever. He's probably not going to be as mobile, though. So it's going to be a little easier to go get to him. Um, and another thing is I would probably send to it Travis Kelsey. Trust Bradbury and Slay and Maddox to do their thing, or maybe even put Maddox on Kelsey with, you know, some C.J. Gardner-Johnson help or some linebacker help. Uh, their run game, it, it's... Look, the Eagles don't have the best run defense, but I'm confident against this Chiefs running attack that has been good the last couple of weeks with Isaiah Pacheco, who's turned into a real running back one in my eyes. But um, I believe in them stopping the run so that Mahomes will have to rely on the pass. No biggie for him, but if we can get to him, we can pressure him, be good in man-to-man coverage. Um that's that's the Eagles' keys for me. Are are we missing anything? No, be I think dim- one of the keys be two is, dimensional uh, and get to the quarterback. Another key for the Eagles is going to sound really crazy. Let your corners play man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to do excellent in man to man coverage, which I know that isn't Gannon's style. Um, but he's been getting pressure all year. He coaches the the best cornerback duo in football. So, however, he gets it, just get the pressure. Mahomes can pick apart his zone all day, but your your corners, you can't pick apart man, man. He's gonna have to get rub routes. You're gonna have to get some physical physicality, and yeah, you gotta be a you gotta be a part man defense. You can't pick apart man defense. It's hard. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, Now, bumping it to Kansas City's keys, I'll go first on this one. Um. 
while I just said the Eagles keys are stopping the run, I think the Chiefs are running the ball. We know absolutely that Mahomes is the best we've ever seen. Uh, he'll, he'll, as good as his past defense is, he's probably still going to get his because of how good he is. Um, but if you can run the ball with Pacheco really well, uh, they just took Clyde Edwards-Alaire off ER, whether he's going to get involved. most Probably more in the pass game, but if you can get your running backs going, I think that's going to be huge. As for the defense, the secondary is probably not going to hold up against these guys, especially in man-to-man, because A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are filthy. So, uh, they got to get pressure. Uh, it's on Frank Clark, maybe on the Blitz. May- uh, Chris Jones is I disagree. going to do All his right. thing. So, it's not pressure. It's keeping Hurts inside of the pocket. If you give him all day to throw, you're going to get torched. It's not about. I, I agree with that. I you, no, you don't want to keep him in the like that. You don't want him to stay in the pocket. That's the thing. He's the best pocket passer in the league. Check every stat. Best pocket passer in the league. <laughs> Bless you. I agree. So yeah, no, you no, you don't want him in the pocket. That's what you get the pressure for. You pressure him, get him rolling out, preferably to his left. Which it's by the way, I want to say. It's completely normal for NFL quarterbacks not to be able to corkscrew their body 180 and throw off their back foot. Like, so y'all know that isn't normal. But guess what? Geno Smith uh, I know, can do that. I know I know Geno. Geno's a vet in this game. He watched Russell Wilson a lot. And maybe Jalen Hurts will get there. And he does it sometimes. But, like, just because just he week. can't do what Mahomes does. Yeah, he did it last week on the throw to Devontae Smith. But just because, like, Mahomes does it every single play doesn't mean your favorite quarterback has to do it. Do not let that deteriorate you from thinking your guy's a franchise guy. Um, but yeah. Uh, and one last thing for the chiefs. I mean, probably too late to ask this late in the season. Uh, a receiver's got to step up. Kelsey cannot, they can't go to him 20 times. It is just not going to work, especially no. against Gannon, who is getting crazy head coaching hype and turn some of it down. Cause he said, I'm here. Like, this is where I want to be. Um, so, Chiefs keys, get the pressure because that secondary is not going to hold up. And for offense, somebody's got to apply pressure to the secondary. Got to run the ball. MVS had a huge game last game. Me and you both watched. MVS was huge in the Cincinnati game. So, maybe he steps up. Maybe he Juju said, he said, steps Cincinnati up. Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, Cincinnati Bengals. What happened? But with all that being said, with the keys put down into place, it is time to make a Super Bowl prediction. And you go first. You want me to go first? I'm the fan. You go first. No, nah, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'll go first. Um, my bias. I, I have two. I'm allowed to have two. Um, my bias score prediction. Um, it's an it's an absolute like shootout. I had the Eagles winning 38-35 in a shootout. That's my like dream world because I love offense. My honest, my honest opinion, my honest reaction on the matter. Um, I'm gonna go still Eagles because I I think they are the overall more built team. I think their keys to success are a little more clear path than the Kansas City Chiefs. I think everything that we said can happen will probably happen, like because they can beat you in any way possible when the offense is you know chugging along, no rain or anything. My my score will be 31-27. Still a shootout-esque, but that probably means we got a turnover or we got a crucial stop in the red zone, force for a field goal. Um, and my favorite prop bet is Kenny Gainwell, 18 and a half. Slam the shit out of it. 
Yeah, man. Just slam it over. All right. Oh. I'm going to go something very similar. Uh, very similar. Uh, so I'll just do a little premise. The Eagles went to Arizona this year, and Cameron Dicker, Dicker the kicker, the oh, greatest yeah. kicker of all time, had a walk-off kick against Kyler Murray. The Eagles won 23-20. That's not my score prediction. My Ooh. score prediction is Eagles win 34-31 with Jake Elliott hitting mm. a game-winning field goal as time expires. As time – so Vinatieri style. Vinatieri. Well, not, not so it's, within the last minute at least. So essentially Hertz will leave the field with the lead and it's – Mahomes is 13 seconds left. <laughs> I'm telling you right now – Look, man, that that's not like I'm not saying. Oh, guaranteed he's gonna score. I'd be shitting myself. I'd be shitting myself if there was no time left and Patrick Mahomes has the ball. It would crush my soul for that that offense to leave the field with the lead and end up losing. Like it would crush my soul into a billion pieces. But yeah, those are Super Bowl predictions. Uh, Danny, what's the favorite prop bet though? I mean, I got Kenny Gainwell, so you got to pick someone else. All right, my favorite prop bet. Is Chris Stapleton hitting the over on the uh, national anthem? Okay, okay. Like, that that goes by like seconds, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I would love to bet on something like that. Now, last absolute last Super Bowl prop bet, Danny. What color will the Gatorade be? It's not going to be green. Um, yeah, no shot. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's, I think it, it's going to sound really weird. I was thinking red. Eagles not going to go red. They're going yellow. They're going yellow. Yellow Gatorade. Yellow Gatorade is fire. I love that. I love that. Yellow Gatorade is gas. I feel like Jalen Hurts is a yellow Gatorade guy. Yo, you know people. You know people tell me that yellow Gatorade is really lime green. Yeah, people say it's green. It's not green. It, it that's it's yellow. It's bright yellow. That is that. Yeah, that's yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's lemon lime, not lime lemon. But uh. No, I'm going to slam the orange. I'm going to slam orange Gatorade. I think it's safe for either team. Um, so those are Super Bowl predictions, man. We both got the Eagles winning in a super close one. Listen, if we're going to go out in a blaze of glory to anybody, I'd rather be to the best that's ever played this game, Patrick Mahomes. Um, and this week's dialogue has been hilarious from Boston sports fans who are butthurt that Tom Brady has never been as good as Patrick Mahomes is. Uh, he's just had some of the greatest teams ever. Uh, that being said, make sure you like, download, comment on your favorite, you know, podcast platform. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, again, shout out to Chris. Uh, make sure you guys go follow him on Twitter, on Instagram and all that stuff. Really cool guy. He's going to be back next week for us to make these all-star drafts, uh, which me and Danny are going to cook up cra- a crazy roster for Team Giannis. Um, of course we got to get, you know, the replacements in and stuff, but Danny, anything else before we, before we go? Uh, no, honestly, it's like, I think the Eagles really just get it done. Um, bring home another Super Bowl to city of Philadelphia. Second one hurts is going to do one of the, one of those. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. It's going to be this will be one for the books. But for now, I'm going to be depressed. I'm going to be depressed, man. It's my last football <laughs> Sunday for six months. Yeah, but then we get to the NBA. And then tonight, the Sixers get a free ticket to lose to the Celtics. So everybody go tune into that. Um, but again, make sure you guys just show love on all platforms. 
and we will see you guys next